Hey guys, it's Gwen. If you love what you hear, there are a few ways you can help us during season two. First, don't forget to subscribe to the Fresh Fiction Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcast apps. Rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast with your friends helps us out more than you'll ever know. Sharing is caring, as they say. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram as Real Vixen. The Fresh Fiction Podcast is brought to you by Ravel Books and Bethany House, publishers of An Hour Unspent by Rosanna M. White. This is the third in her Showers Over England series, and I'm so excited to learn more about um, Evelina Manning, who is a clockmaker's daughter who finds herself entangled with a former thief named Barclay Pierce, who helped rescue her from a, a mugging and now is working with her father to uh, investigate different things that are happening around them. So, uh, Rosanna, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Well, I am so excited to talk with you. This book, I have to say, just off the bat, I know that we shouldn't be this way, but the cover is just so beautiful. It, I totally agree, and I'm always taken in by covers, so yeah, I love seeing the ones Bethany House comes yeah. up with. They're always fabulous. Do you feel like it, because it, it has like this really neat sort of almost um, uh, time travel look to it, which is really, really interesting, but then when you find out it's 1950s, 1915 England, it totally makes sense and it looks very, like, post-Victorian, Georgian style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we, we definitely wanted clocks on there, given the theme of her clockmaker father. So when they said, from inside a clock, I was like, oh, love it, love yep. it. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, so, Rosanna, before we start uh, getting into an hour unspent, I'm, uh, I'd love to hear more about you and how you started writing. Okay, well, I live in West Virginia in the mountains, um, grew up here, and we moved here back <clears throat> after college. Um, I have two kids who are 10 and almost 13, and we homeschool, so very busy around Very here busy. <laughs> yep, yep. So it's, it's great to just be there and be the one that's, you know, going through all their different steps with them. And um, as I'm reading their history with them, it's just constant inspiration, yeah. so... Um, I have been, I guess, married for 17, going on 18 years. Oh, congratulations. And, um, thank you. And, uh, yeah, so I've been a writer pretty much since my teachers put a pencil in my hand and taught me how to write. I'm, I'm one of those that have always had stories running through my head. Um, so, yeah, I remember my first short story that was not a school assignment um, when I was homesick one day, staying with my grandmother. She had no TVs. There was nothing for a sick child to right. do. <laughs> she handed me paper and a pencil and said, I'll write a story or something. So I did, and, you know, it was brilliant about princesses with a magic hair bow, as you would expect from a six- or seven-year-old. Uh-huh. And so from there, I was just hooked and wrote my first book at 12, finished it at 13, and um, hilariously, that became eventually, after several rewrites, uh, The Lost Heiress, which was my first book with Bethany House. And, um, yeah, I've just, that's it's how I process my thoughts and feelings in the world, is to put it all into fiction, so... Uh, it's uh, part of who I am. That is so fascinating. You've taken me on so many different directions that I want to go on now. But I'm very <laughs> – so first of all, do you still have a copy of your the first story that you wrote when you were six? I do. I have uh, a copy of many of my early stuff that my, <laughs> my mom kept in her basement for me for a long time. She just handed it all back several years ago and said, take this stuff out of my basement. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. you guys – did you stay up all night re rereading any of it? 
I didn't have to stay up all night because it was, you know, they're two page stories. Yeah. <laughs> take terribly long, but yeah, it was it was pretty hilarious to go back through and read those early things. That is so funny, and it's so interesting too that you found um, some, you know, you found this really good bones in that story that you wrote when you were twelve that then turned into and turned into another book. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was one of those things where the story and characters had just stayed with me all mm-hmm. those years. And um, one of those things that, you know, you're watching movies and you're seeing actors and going, oh, they could totally play Justin mm-hmm. and that sort of thing just all, all along. Um, yeah, I knew, I knew I wanted to keep it alive, and I had rewritten it several times, like countless, lost track of how many times I'd rewritten it. But I also still have the handwritten manuscript of that because I, I wrote it by hand in school when I should have been, you know, doing homework and stuff. Um, so I still have that and the covers that I drew myself when I was 12. So very cute. That is so cute. I, I just love the idea that, um, that, you, that, that those characters just couldn't leave you alone ever. Yep. <laughs> Um, so I, so for you, cause you, you know, you said that you, um, homeschool your kiddos and the history classes that you teach them, um, inspire your own, uh, interest in history. Do you, uh, what other stories have you kind of popped up because of the research that you've been doing with your kids? Well, part of it was actually on, in this one, an hour unspent, um, it was in the history I was reading them about World War One that I read about the, um, synchronization gears that allowed, pilots to shoot through their propellers Mm -hmm. uh, that before had not been possible. They just had deflectors on the propellers to make the bullets ricochet off. Um, So it was, that was really kind of what inspired that question of, oh, so this is like, you know, a development. I never really paused to think of, you know, the technology required for this. Um, So that's when I decided, oh, I'm going to totally put that in this series I'm writing and see where we go. That's cool. You know, the the time period and the interest. And when I had mentioned to my mechanically minded husband about Mm -hmm. the synchronization gear, he he just said this off the wall comment of, well, it's all just clockworks. And I went, oh, clock making. And so, yeah, it's just kind of one of those moments where it just kind of clicks in your head. And I went, oh, that would be so much fun. I'd never written about the clock-making world before, so I thought it would be something interesting. You don't see it terribly often, but I, I knew it would be cool. You've got your 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 heroines doing, like, doing things, like which is, I always find very fascinating, like, um, <laughs> when, when people and characters in themselves just have, like, an interest outside of falling in love or, or a mystery or something, but they have their own hobbies and talents and won't let anybody get between them and that talent. Well, I figure we, we all have our interests, and even when it is primary job to, you know, keep a house and to stay home, to raise your kids, there's still always something that has captured us, something mm-hmm. that we're passionate about. And, you know, for me, it's writing, obviously, um, but so I really just love to explore how how it is for um, womankind in general, I guess, through the ages, to balance that desire to have family and to, you know, keep your family and to be a great mother and a great wife with pursuing our other passions and how, you know, it requires balance, yes, but it also just requires that love for the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And um, in my head, you know, heroines ought to be strong and, you know, they ought to be there with the hero. Um, but not, you know, need the hero. Um, so, you know, I've, I've been married for most of my life at this point, and we married pretty young. Um, so, you know, 
I am so well aware of how my husband compliments me uh, and, you know, make me stronger. And he's been a huge encourager, but never once has he ever said, oh, stop pursuing your interests. You know, (laughs) he's been my biggest champion. And I think that's, you know, part of what gives us a great marriage is championing each other. But Mm -hmm. that's also what helps us be successful in the other parts of our lives is that, you know, when people really love you, they encourage you in the things you love beyond them. I feel like that also trickles so well into your characters, too. Like, that that's something that's at the heart of what they're looking for and also expect in their partners. Well, when I first got the idea for the series, um, the, the heroine in book one, Rosemary, was where the, the story started in my head. Um, but I knew I wanted her to be part of a family of thieves, and, you know, I wanted them to be a kind of noble sort of thief. Um, so I decided that the the root of everything they do is the, their love for their family. Um, and their family is a total choice family. They adopted each other, I say. Um, it's just a band of orphans who decided to stick together. So when I assigned an older brother to the family in book one and got to know him a little bit as I wrote that, I realized he was going to be such a fun hero mm-hmm. to write eventually. Um, so I decided I'd put him in, in book three and make him kind of the culmination of it. And that would really be a way to get to the heart of who this family was, how they started, and um, you know, really what, what keeps them together. Um, in the first two books, we get a glimpse of him as, you know, the sisters refer to him as a tyrant sometimes. So he obviously has this need to control and to be the one guiding. Um, but they also adore him. So obviously it's, it's out of love, um, everything he does. So I just loved exploring this idea of um, what would make a, a kid, a young man, a boy, as he grew up, what would make him seek family above all? Uh, what would make him teach them something like thieving and yet instill in them these ideas that you never hurt the ones you love, you never take advantage of people who are worse off than you, and you, you, know, you pursue everything you do in order to help other people. Uh, so it was this, this interesting just kind of um, dichotomy that I wanted to have in him, and I just had so much fun pulling it out and digging into his past and finally bringing it to light. Yeah, it's kind of like having your own Robin Hood in a way. Yeah, exactly. Have you been hearing back from uh, readers about how much they're enjoying this, especially since it's the last of the series? Yeah, um, a lot of them have been uh, my street team, my launch team, that, you know, I knew they were going to be reading it. I know they've read the first two, um, but they've been very eager, and uh, it's, it's always great to hear how much they love this installment, how much, how sad they are to see the series end. That's always fun. Um, and it's always interesting to see where readers who have read the whole series along with me, uh, where they come down on what their favorite book is. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of them are saying how they've been waiting for Barkley's story. So it was so great. And, you know, they love him so much. Um, so that's always really nice to hear. Yeah, it's really great to hear that, you know, especially a character that means so much to you also means so much to the readers. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, so when you're not, I'm sure you're preparing yourself now for a new book because this one just came out, so you probably have another one coming out next year. Um, and I'm interested for you when you're not writing and you have time to kind of wind down, are you um, watching or reading or listening to anything that you want to recommend? Um, well, I have 
uh, as most of us, I'm sure, do. I have a, a to-read list that is a mile high. Yeah. Um, so the way that I can mostly narrow it down is based on what my church's book club <laughs> reads. Um, so they always have me pick our books. I, I, I don't know why. Once in a while, they'll have a suggestion. But mostly they tell me, me to pick. So every time I see a book I really want to read, I put it on our book club list so that I guarantee I will read it. Um, so right now, we just fin- well, we just finished of my book this past month, um, but next month we're reading, um, we've been reading The Tox Files by Ronnie Kendig, so we're ready for her newest one, um, and that is, I'm drawing a blank now on what it's called, of course, uh, but the third book in her series that we're really looking forward to, and then um, the month after that we're reading Hidden Among the Stars by Melanie Dobson, so mm-hmm. very much looking forward to those in my fiction reading. Um, in nonfiction, I just finished reading both of Bob Goff books, Love Always, and, or sorry, Love Does, and Everybody Always, and they were amazing. I'm not a huge nonfiction reader, but those kept my attention. They were hilarious and such powerful books, so I recommend those highly to everyone. Um, and let's see, I, I have actually been pretty recent to the audiobook world. Um, I had never listened to much. Being, you know, home all the time with my kids, it's hard to listen mm-hmm. to a lot of different things, um, but I decided it would be great incentive <laughs> to make me exercise if I was listening to something fun. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I've, I've done some great audiobooks over the summer. Um, I did listen to the uh, Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, which was so much fun, um, and the Scarlet Cord by... Um, I'm keep drawing blanks on names now. Um, and anyway, it's biblical fiction. It's been around for a while. Tessa Afshar, that's who it was by. And um, some nonfiction has worked its way in there. I just finished up Big Magic and um, a very academic book called The Closing of the American Mind. Um, so those have kept me quite busy this summer. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so right now I, I've been in a little um, young adult kick and read cinder or listen to cinder and and listening to something called the fifth wave right now um so that's that's most of what i've been doing in my spare time um when it comes to television i very rarely have control of the remote and when (laughs) someone hands it to me i turn it off (laughs) so i've been doing a ton of watching outside of just some you know like reality shows like forged in fire i love watching them make the knives make the swords yeah Mm -hmm. yeah the artistry of it's really interesting to me and um we also love uh, Destination Unknown um, with Josh Gates. It's a travel show where he goes and explores archaeological sites and stuff. So the history lover in me adores that. And that's, that's pretty much all I've been watching lately. Well, Rosanna, our time is almost up, but I wanted to make sure that you had a chance to tell our listeners how they can uh, stay in touch with you and find out more about you. You can always find me online. My website is rosannamwhite.com. Um, I do have a shop on my website where you can buy signed copies of my books from me if you like um my email address is on there you can always get in touch with me there i i'm a little bit addicted to email so if you email me i will probably email you back within an hour <laughs> um and i do have a blog where i blog two to three times a week at rosannamwhite.blogspot.com and yeah you can sign up for my newsletter on my website and that'll get you all the latest news and some special for subscriber only perks and deals 
Um, so those, those are always the first people to see cover reveals and that sort of thing. So I do encourage everyone to sign up for that. And you can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those social media sites. And it's always just at Rosanna M. White. Well, Rosanna, thank you so much. This is so great. And um, you guys can find An Hour Unspent uh, anywhere books are sold, online and in person. Uh, thank you again so much. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. I'd like to extend my thanks again to Rosanna M. White for joining me today. You can find An Hour Unspent anywhere books are sold. Thank you to Ravel Books and Bethany House for their continued support of the podcast. Make sure you stop by freshfiction.com to find out more about Rosanna M. White and other Rebel and Bethany House authors. And until next time, happy reading.